On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with Jared Krause. We had such an awesome conversation all about why you should attempt to acquire businesses alongside of growing your core business. He is an absolute master when it comes to acquisitions. And as you guys know, I have been talking about and doing uh, acquisitions recently. And uh, it's just a really great conversation. I hope that you guys get a ton out of this one. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, uh, Jordan West back here with Secrets to Scaling. I am really looking forward to this conversation today. I've got an e-commerce expert, even more than e-commerce, I've got an expert here today uh, talking about growth through acquisition. You guys know I talk about acquisitions all the time on this podcast or uh, majority of the time because I love growing through acquisition. It's just a really great way to grow. And Jared Krause is going to walk us through some of the ways that he recommends that you grow. And I'm really looking forward uh, to hearing that. So all the way from the Gold Coast in Australia, Jared Krause, welcome to Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Excited to talk about acquisitions. It's my main thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going through uh, uh, soon to be four of them right now. So it's uh, <laughs> it's super exciting. Oh, and, and, and even a potential merger. So yeah, there's lots going on here. <laughs> cool. That's fun. We'll see. <laughs> Each one has been fun so far. So <laughs> yeah, there's bound yeah, to, there's got to be something bad going on in there. <laughs> let's hope not. Uh, there's always risk with any sort of business that you purchase or any investment, right? Absolutely. So Jared, for people who don't know you, let's let's just do a quick overview of who you are and what you do. Uh, so I'm a surfer from the Gold Coast, Australia. And what do I do? I teach people to buy online businesses. So I started the whole start me your own online business type thing and found it really hard and then worked out that 90% of all startups fail. So why don't I go away and buy one that's past that 90% failure rate? One that's got a proven track record that's making money each month and purchased one business, went well, purchased another one, went quite well, bought another one. And then I kept traveling and, and people were like, hang on, how like how are you not working and doing this? And uh, can you teach me this sort of stuff? And that's where I sort of just fell into this, this role of, uh, of teaching people how to acquire businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'd like to get into that a little bit because this is what I get from people all the time, right? They're like, well, why would you buy one when you can, you've already built businesses up? That's the, that's yeah. the number one question all the time of like, why would you buy this? That's stupid. Like you're paying all Especially this money. Especially when you know how to grow it. Like, you know how to build one. You've done it before. Yeah. 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 I'd love to hear your answer. I, I know my answer for this. <laughs> Yeah, well, it takes, so let's let's go through the steps, right? If you're going to start a business, it's going to take a lot of time, money, effort, and energy, okay? So not everybody has time and not everybody has money. So those people that have less money, but more time usually tend towards going down the startup route. Those people that have money, but not too much time, it's better to buy a business. Plus you can 
and the reason being is because you can acquire something that's already profitable. Like if your only goal is to make money online through an online business, like I don't see why you wouldn't and you wanted to do it really fast. Fastest way you can do it is buy one that's already making a thousand, ten thousand, hundred K a month in in sales and it's got a proven system. The hard thing about starting a business is you need to build a system, right? Yeah. And a system is like you need to go away and find product market fit. You need to go away and work out who the audience is and how to target that audience and then build a, a marketing machine around that, a marketing system that works consistently like clockwork totally. and you get your CPA and you, you know your numbers. And then once you know your numbers, you can scale it. So when we're buying a business, we're not just buying a bunch of product and putting it in our own garage or warehouse and shipping it out. What we're really doing is we're buying a system, a proven system that's working, that's profiting each month. And and I think it's, it's quicker to, and easier to buy a system because somebody else has been through the hard slog of, of working that out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to say same, totally the same <laughs> answer. Where it's like, it's like, well, I mean, it just, and depending on the kind of terms that you get for the business too, right? Like mm. it only ever makes sense financially. Like I can't not make sense of a good deal. Well, yeah, you're definitely going to achieve your ROI. Well, usually you're going to achieve your ROI a lot quicker through the purchase of a business than through the start of a business. Let's just say for round figures, you have 100K and you can either start a business for 100K or you can buy one for 100K. Now, when you start one for $100,000, you're going to put that into buying product, right? If we're going to do an e-commerce business, you're going to put a lot yeah. into buying product, uh, building out your platform and your online store, and then you know your branding and stuff like that. That can take up more more than 100k let's be real if we're easily really yeah and so but we're, let's stick with round numbers say it costs you know fifty thousand dollars to do all that we don't buy too much product we don't spend too much time on marketing and all too much time on the branding and the storefront then we need to go away and spend that money on on marketing and we can spend a lot of money on marketing like to get it right right and mm -hmm. even if mm -hmm. you're a, a, an expert like yourself jordan we still need to put money out there into the platform to get feedback to say what's working totally. with the ads and what's not working so that can take time and it can end up costing more money and we may not be profitable with that business for what like a two years it can be a year it can be two years it can be three years we well and if you're boot if you're bootstrapping you're literally not it doesn't even matter if you're profitable at that point because your cash flow balance is or your cash flow report is going to be so low because you're just pumping that money back in right exactly. unless you're unless you're savvy and you're running profit first and you understand all of the numbers but really when you get started on a business you're, you're not you know Who, like <laughs> whose first business is profit first let's be real uh, oh totally it's very hard to achieve that <laughs> unless you really confident in the in the market share in the product in you know the the wants needs fears frustrations desires of the customer like unless you've been in that niche or industry it's pretty hard to get achieve that so with the startup we're getting to a point where we're like all right cool we're starting to slowly make money but we're not making thousand dollars net profit per month in the first year or two years it's taking no. us a long time to get that now when you buy and and then to achieve a hundred percent roi on say 100k that you put in so you can't put any more than 100k in to achieve that it can end up taking five six years or longer and they ended up putting more and more money into it now when you buy an online business what happens if you buy one for 100k you're going to be making around you know twelve hundred dollars a month roughly net profit and it usually take the return on investment on average for a, a website business or or online business around 30% return on your investment per year. Meaning in you know just over three years, you're going to achieve 100% return on your investment. And the money that you get from the net profit each month, you can reinvest into the business 
to scale it and grow it faster than what you could with a startup as well. So you're achieving your goals a lot quicker. So say totally. your goal was to make $3,000 per month to be able to sort of get out of your nine to five, you're better off buying one of those businesses because you can achieve that like this as soon as you purchase one rather than starting one from scratch. Awesome. Awesome. I absolutely love it. I'm having a really hard time not jumping in with more and more advice right now. I want to hear because <laughs> I just like, I just am so passionate about growing through acquisition. It just makes so much sense to me. Let's talk where your go-to places are to find businesses for sale online. Yeah. So there's a, a few marketplaces. I call them marketplaces. And then we have website brokers. So a marketplace is where people can, it's kind of like Craigslist or in Australia, we have Gumtree where people can list their own online businesses for sale. Um, we have a Shopify Exchange. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. And then we also have Flipper. So F-L-I-P-P-A. Uh, I'm working now, on a Flipper deal right now. <laughs> are you? Great. I, I so, happen to find a great, a great business there. So yeah. And this is the thing with Flipper is if you're a beginner, I suggest not to start with a with a marketplace, right? Because totally. there's a lot of people on there that are selling businesses that aren't that valuable and it's easy to get taken advantage of if you're a beginner. What I suggest people to do is first start with a website broker and then move to a marketplace to find those deals. There's a bit more work in it, but as an experienced investor or business purchaser, you can seek out those deals. You can easily find those diamonds in the rough compared to a beginner. When you go to a website broker, what I suggest... Is if you're a beginner, go to these website brokers because they vet a lot of businesses. They have their brand behind what they're, you know, selling for the sellers of the business. And they don't want to sell dud businesses because it's going to, you know, disrupt their brand and their reputation. So usually you're going to find uh, businesses that are vetted and can be quite good. You still need to do your due diligence as a caveat there. And there's so much work that the broker does to get all the information that you need for due diligence to provide that to you as the purchaser. So it's an easier transition as a beginner to buy one from a, a website broker. And there's a bunch of different website brokers out there. Awesome, I'd say just awesome. That's really, brokers. that's really, really great to know, especially for the, for the beginner sort of investor, having that person there that's actually going to vet the business. Mm. I love that idea because I, I think about when we were first going down the acquisition train, we didn't exactly know what to do for due diligence, right? Like we're like, mm. well, I don't know, what are we going to be looking for, right? Yeah. Um, so if you go and look at a business, I mean, Flippa has their own little Flippa diligence, but like nothing comparatively to what you're going to be able to do, especially really getting into like the nuts and bolts of what the business is doing. Well, yeah, like I, I want to say that the brokers will vet businesses, but it's absolutely necessary that you need to do your own due diligence. Like <laughs> be stupid not to like just go, oh, the brokers vet their businesses. They vet them to make sure that they're not complete scams, but there's risks that are involved with it, things that you may not know. You could purchase that business, you're gonna go, you could go to zero within a year if you don't know how to do your due diligence. So um, that's my main thing is I teach people how to do due diligence. But you know, there's other people out there that with services that do it for you if, if that's your thing as well. So yeah, and I can just say uh, have Having somebody like you at the beginning would be so helpful for people, mm. especially when you're doing bigger sort of deals. Um, this last one that we did, we probably ended up spending an extra 30K on lawyer's fees um, mm -hmm. because of all of the complexity with it. And I'm sure that that's, that's now going to be incredible learning for the future, potential pitfalls that I maybe could have avoided if I would have had somebody like you helping out with that. Yeah. And you know, I don't charge 30K and what you learn from me is similar to what you learned through the lawyer is that I teach a man to fish. I don't give a man to fish. A lot of people will say, hey, Jared, can you find and buy a business for me? I don't do that. I like to teach people to do it themselves so they can repeat that and buy more businesses and achieve bigger goals. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the kinds of businesses that you're helping people look for. Can you walk me through that? Yeah. So there's three sort of main business models that, and they branch off into their own sort of variations, but the three main ones are first one's content websites and a content website can be a blog or a website that generates traffic from, you know, social media or search engines and how they make money is having ads, either ads on the uh, website or affiliate links on the website. And it can be one or the other, or it can be a combination of both. So that's content websites usually blogs and, and, you know, review websites. The other one is e-commerce websites or e-commerce businesses. Uh, as you guys know, you know what an e-commerce business is. That can be self-product distribution. It can be order fulfillment agency, or it can be in Amazon FBA uh, or dropshipping even. So the e-commerce businesses, which you and your audience know a lot. And then we have SaaS or membership businesses. So I'll put them in the same category because they're subscription-based businesses. Uh, a, a membership business can be like uh, Netflix or Audible, uh, where people pay a monthly fee to get access to information or data. Yeah. And I, I think they're very, very attractive business models. Uh, and then you also have SaaS, which is software as a service, like when you pay your, you know, whatever we're using Zoom here, if you've, that's a SaaS business, also, you know, your accounting software and stuff like that. Okay. And you can purchase those types of businesses. Are there different, first of all, let's pretend like I know nothing about this at all. What am I paying for these businesses? What is that based off of? Uh, like how they value type of thing? Yeah. How do, how do you, how do you value business? How do you know whether you're getting a good deal or not? Or, or, or how do you know? I mean, I prefer win-win. I don't prefer to gouge whatsoever. Um, I think yeah. that a business is worth what it is. And I don't like that type of negotiation. I love term negotiation though. Yes. Term negotiation is <laughs> great. And if you think about it really in depth is no business will sell for usually doesn't sell for a win-lose. Like a seller's not going to sell their business to you unless they're somewhat happy. And a buyer's not going to purchase a business unless they're somewhat happy as well. Totally. So only the only deals that go through a win-win and you'd be just wasting your time and making yourself look like a, a bad person or, or a I don't want to swear, but one of these types of people <laughs> on a on a deal and you can ruin your reputation. And I think your reputation and relationships are far more important than the deal itself. So, uh, so that's what more. I teach. Yeah. And that's what I teach my clients that, you know, you want to just really be an attractive website buyer. In terms of the answer, answer question around like, how do we value business and, and how much are they worth? And we base them, some brokers will base them off multiples being monthly multiples and some will base them off yearly multiples. So uh, e-commerce business can be, you know, two years years net profit, right? Or three years net profit, sometimes four years net profit. Uh, and, you know, that can be changed into like, you know, 24 months, 36 months, 48 months net profit. So it depends on whether, you know, the broker or yourself want to value the business based off yearly or and uh, monthly. Now, they, the reason they do monthly is because some websites aren't, you know, some people will just start website businesses and within a year they start making money and they need to value it off like the last six months or last nine months. I prefer to value it off the last 12 months always because, you know, you're getting a fair representation of like how the business has performed and totally. where it's come from as well, and where it's going. So the different business models are you know, valued at different multiples. Yeah, uh, I was going to so, ask that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, con content websites are uh, at the moment roughly around, you know, 45 multiple-ish. So almost, you know, just nearly close to the four years. SaaS businesses and membership Oh, so a, businesses. a 45 on monthly, on monthly profit. Yeah, 40, or, 45 or multiple for monthly net profit. Yeah. Average monthly net profit over 12 months. Yeah. And so that's close. That's like three and a half to four years. And some can go over, some can be under. That's very average 
average. And then you also have the membership businesses uh, or SaaS businesses. Now, because they're on a recurring you know, fee, you're buying customers that are already paying that are already on the books, which is quite attractive. Uh, and they can go for anywhere from like three years to eight years net profit. And then e-commerce businesses generally around the two to three year yeah. because uh, e-commerce Depending businesses- on terms. Can- yeah, different different terms and and you know marketing can change at the drop of a hat in in terms of algorithms and um, you know uh, there's there's more work in logistics and stuff like that as well. Now, what what I know of of the market right now is that changes once you get to a million in EBITDA. Uh, as soon as you sort of hit that million mark in EBITDA, you're more in that sort of eight range, at least in North America. Um, mm-hmm. You're more of an established actual brand rather than just a, a website at that point. Yeah, totally. You you you're buying. You're not just buying a, a website business or a just a sales funnel. Uh, you're buying a brand, and and that's important. And that you need to do your due diligence on the brand as well. Like that's really important when you and the bigger like. <laughs> What what you've just mentioned there is something I like to say that's a very general statement, but we've all heard it before. You get what you pay for. And so when you buy something over a mill, you're buying something that's more established. And usually that business is going to be a much more grounded, a much more... I would say has probably less risk than a than a starter site. Why? Because it's already taken a bunch of the market share. With a starter site, you're still competing heavily with the market, and bigger businesses really carved out their own their own place in the market and built a brand and a lot of trust. And the main reason people buy, as you know, you know, you're in the marketing space, is that you know from trust and brand and reputation. Absolutely. And as a buyer, I think that that's really really important as well, especially when you get to negotiating terms. Let's talk. Talk terms, Jared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd love, to, I'd, I'd love to hear. I mean, this is my favorite part. I think this is where the real money is actually made when you are doing deals. Is is in the terms. Let's let's talk about that. What do you, what do you teach as far as negotiating terms? So it depends on the business model and also depends on the seller. Uh, what I normally ask, like to tell people to ask the seller is like, what you know, how would you like to be paid? Would you like an earnout? Like terms is a very so it's hard for me to guess what you're talking about in terms of terms. Oh, that I'm, can be... I'm fine. I'm fine hearing whatever, whatever you're willing okay. to talk about as far as terms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about terms in terms of like negotiation and then we can talk about like training and, and, you know, handover and stuff like that as well. So in terms of negotiation, I like to ask the buyer, my buyers to ask the sellers, what, how would you like to be paid? What's important to you? So they can go away and find out, all right, this person wants mostly cash or they're open to some sort of finance and that can be seller financing earnout or it can also be an SBA loan if you're in America I know in that you're States, in Canada yeah. you don't have that stuff and it could be we did just buy an American business and couldn't use it unfortunately yeah <laughs> and there's different different ways you can finance uh, online businesses with like line of credit against your own business or heel lock loans and there's there's a bunch of different ways but once you find out what the seller wants, this is where it's really cool because you can give them what they want in the most creative way. So say they do want to get like 50% down payment on the business. You can go, all right, cool. I got 50% down that I need to give them, but I can bring to the table a whole bunch of different terms. I can get very creative with that in the sense that how am I going to pay the other 50% in finance? Could I ask them to do an earnout over a a year period or a two-year period 
where I don't pay interest on those repayments and they're still attached to the business because I'm still paying them for the the purchase of the business, which means they're not just attached to the business financially, but they're attached to, you know, helping you with the business and training you and making sure that business is going to continue to produce a result. So they make their money as well. Uh, And that's what I find that's very attractive. And it's the same with, you know, finance in terms of interest paid to them as well. They can still be attached to the deal. And uh, then you have terms that can be like how long or how much uh, training is going to be involved with the business terms in terms of like consulting with them. It could be terms in like, do they want to have an equity share in the business as well? Like there's so many different variations. It's hard to know what you want me to talk about. Oh, I just love, I I just love hearing it. I I wanted to let you know a a fun little thing that I've been doing lately on the last three that we've done, we leave 5% or give them 5% of non-voting shares in the new co as a thank you for them building up the company. And, And generally doing that, it's that little bit of goodwill that really gets us to that to that point, right? And letting them know that it's truly a win-win um, yeah. in the truest sense of the term. The cool thing about that is like, I like to really think about the long-term play. Like somebody that owns a, a business, you know, if you're purchasing something for, you know, a mill or more, you know, it's roughly doing around two to 300K net a year. And if you times that by two, you know, you've got million dollar e-commerce business owners, million dollar e-commerce business owners, no other million dollar e-commerce business owners. Totally. And when it comes to the time that you're like, all right, this has been a great deal and you've owned it for six months or a year and you're like, all right, cool. I want to buy something else. You can just reach out to the other purchasers or the other sellers that you bought from and go, Hey, look, like you've got a great relationship with them and they're going to, you know, how could they not want to recommend their friends who are thinking about selling their business to you? Because you You've just done it on great terms and you built a great reputation. And that way you don't need to you know, pay for somebody to find a business, which is a big business in itself. So I think it's just a, a great experience for everybody. Doesn't it feel good to be able to keep, you know, allow them to have that 5% still? And like, it's just, oh, I love I'm it. All, like, I'm all about that. It's, it's, it's such a great, and it's not just a, a negotiation tactic. That's not what it's about. Um, yeah. Though it is, it's a, it, though it's an incredible thing to get us all on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's also an amazing way to be able to be like, hey, thanks for all this. You've built this to this point. My goal is actually to 5 exit. And I want you to sort of be a part of that. So you don't yeah. feel like, oh, I only got paid two million for this when, and you guys are selling for ten, you yeah. know. So it, it's a very, yeah, it's a very interesting thing to be able to do. Jared, this has been awesome. I feel like I could ask you a billion more questions, but we don't have <laughs> all the time in the world here. I'm going to ask you the question I have to ask everybody who comes on here: What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling. Uh, this is a great question. My secret to scaling is really working out what's working, working out what's not working, and lean into more of what's working. It's a very simple thing. People that come into my market mastermind they're like or people that buy business are like jared i'm gonna buy an e-commerce business and i'm just gonna put more products on for sale and i'm like that's just no let's like delete products and let's maybe have two to three that are great that so you can just only reason to delete them so they them themselves have more focus and we can be more focused on the marketing and you know if you work out that one to two products that can scale then you can you know, lean into like upsells, downsells and all that sort of stuff. I, I just think it's, you know, we can definitely earn more money and work less. And I've, I've tested that out over many years and uh, you have a better lifestyle for it. You have a better brand, you have a better business uh, because it's more simple. 
and more people will understand your business model, not just yourself as the business owner, but customers as well. And I think just cut out what's not working, lean into what is working. It's very simple, but why wouldn't you do it? That's the best way to scale. And all, all marketing campaigns are scaled that way as well. <laughs> it's true. It's, I mean, the, the best book for people to read out there on that is just 80-20, right? The 80-20 mm-hmm. principles, like just well, what's working? Okay, let's pump everything into that, right? That yep. 20% that's producing 80% of the results. Uh, very similar when you're looking at products in, in product lines. Yeah, exactly. The Pareto principle runs very, very parallel with a, a book here that I have called The One Thing. It's this yellow yes. one here. Yes, love uh, And, you know, that was as an entrepreneur for myself, man, did I struggle at the start because I was just doing two million different things and all too many businesses and too much going on. And one day, one day my mentor threw, just, just threw this book at me. He's like, dude, you have to read this. He got, he got a bit upset with me and uh, it's helped me so much. It's helped me not just with my own businesses, it's it's helped me get better results for all my clients through you know that Pareto principle and that focus. Focus is very, very underrated. <laughs> uh, Jared, this has been great. Talk to me about how you can help people who are potentially thinking about buying a business. How, how do you come in and help? Sure. Uh, so people can go away and you know check out my podcast and all my content and you're coming on my podcast next week is going to be fun as well. But how I help people is you know they come in, they can do the training and they can you know, go away and learn how to do due diligence on a business, find these businesses. I actually review their business due diligence for them. Oh, so great. when they, they learn how to do the due diligence and then I, I review their framework that I give them. And, you know, if they're on the right track, I put them on the right track. If they are, then I pat them on the back and say, keep going. We're going to get close to an acquisition here. So, and they get a lot of, lot of text coaching and stuff from me. And then once they purchase a business, then they can jump in the mastermind or they can stay in the membership and, and grow it with just text coaching. But if they want more hands-on one-on-one coaching, then they can join the mastermind as well. Awesome. And where do they find that? Uh, if you go to buyingonlinebusinesses.com. That's where everything is, podcasts, all the my free resources and all that sort of stuff. You can you inspire me and suss me out. If you like my vibe, great. If not, you can just never go to that website again. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Jared, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, I got a lot out of this and I'm sure that our listeners did as well. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate it. It's fun. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.